0: Suri
1: You're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, which should be important to you because it's important to us because it's important to you, and then dive into our communities and answer some great questions from our community members, and then say goodbye. So what, how's, it, how's, the, how's the week, Chris? Doing good. I don't know why I fumble over that every single week. How am I going to ask Chris, how was the week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, play anything interesting? No, just Skyrim. Just Skyrim still. I didn't play much interesting stuff at all, either. Oh, you've been playing
2: that... Uh, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, I was going to say, you've been playing the Samurai game. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Angle Moist, the video game? <laughs> no, as much... It's did, much you try to, did you try to as... play the
2: music behind yeah, while you were playing? Yeah,
1: yeah. A little bit. A little bit. A little Angle Moist uh, theme music while playing Ghost of Tsushima. No, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's um, I've probably put over 40 hours in the stupid thing, and I, I feel like I'm only barely halfway through... All the content. Of course, I'm I'm Breath of the wild in it, where where every time you see something, you go and do it. And you don't leave one area until you finish the entire area. Mm -hmm. And there's three areas. (laughs) And it took me forever just to get past the first area. Uh, It's huge. And there's way too much stuff in it, It, which is nice. It's it's like one of those open-world games where you technically could probably beat it in 20 hours if you went straight to the ending and did a little bit of the side stuff. But... If you do enjoy the world and you do enjoy the visuals and everything else and you're absorbed in it, it has tons of stuff to do. So you're at least going to get some, you're going to get your $60 worth out of it. That's for sure.
2: Well, that's, that's just how it, how it is in, in Skyrim. I mean, I'm, I know
1: I'm at level 20. I've been playing for God awful amounts of hours. Yeah. Without, without a doubt, one of the most gorgeous video games I've ever played uh, just visually the style and everything is absolutely gorgeous. Very vibrant world. Just all the fields of, of different I mean there's like fields of roses and stuff and it's just it looks beautiful. The wind and foliage and everything just it looks absolutely amazing. I I think the I think the only complaints I have is that the targeting system not having a lock on or anything like that. So if like if you go into a base and there's a, a hostage, if the mongolians see you they're going to go try to kill the 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 hostages immediately and so you'll see like a little icon above their head that they're going to go kill this hostage so you're wanting to go kill that guy and you'll go running after them and you're and you go to swing your attack on them when you're close to them and suddenly your character turns around and just bolts after somebody behind you (laughs) behind the camera and i'm like stop he's gonna kill the hostage while i'm trying to fight this other dude that i wanted to get away from uh, it's that kind of stuff that, like, I literally would feel like i throw my controller. <laughs> I'm like, you stupid targeting system! So you're not save-happy, I'm guessing. Huh? You're not save-happy in that game? Save-happy? Constantly saving? Uh, if you, if they kill the hostage, it's just game over kind of thing. Oh, it's gonna cut you out. Well, yeah, you're, you're even, lose. even more reason to be save-happy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it does. It does. It does uh, save on a regular basis. But yeah, you can you can save whenever you want to. I'm not
2: big on going too far back. That that uh, that, that annoys the crap out of me.
1: Yeah, uh, but no, the the combat system was a little bit frustrating at first. But after you get like stances and stuff, and you learn each stance for different uh, enemies, it, it it becomes very kind of. Uh, Simple but cool. I, I really do like the idea of just switching stances. And you, okay, you have a spearman. Which again, that targeting system—you switch to your s- spear attacking stance, and then you go to attack the spear guy, and it turns and attacks the brute. And <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. I can't fight him with that 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 stance. Uh, the attacks are great. The stand the standoffs against the enemies when you enter towns is really great. Um, aesthetically, it's just very great. It's a cool setting. It's a setting that I, you know, being an anime fan. Uh, fan of Japanese culture. It's obviously something that I've always looked forward to. I mean, we've we've been looking forward to Assassin's Creed samurai game for the longest time, and we technically now have it. And mm-hmm. it, it looks probably a thousand times more beautiful than what, you know, they would have done with Assassin's Creed. I mean, Assassin's Creed games are good-looking. I mean, the last one I played was Black Flag, of course, but, and that one looked, you know, great when the PS4 first came out. It was, like, one of the first games I bought. Uh, but this one's like just on a whole another level, and the attention, to the detail, and all, all that kind of stuff—the the cultural stuff in it—they they did a fantastic job. I mean, Japan's praising the heck out of the game, even though the West hates it. <laughs> well, certain groups in the West hate it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like one of those—you uh, you're doing it wrong over in the West, and then over there they're like, "No, oh, this is fantastic. You guys did an incredible job." Uh, I remember somebody said something to the effect of like, uh, "It was it was uh, Shuhei." Yoshida, he was like, uh, "This game does an incredible job of depicting the Japanese uh, time period they did." And somebody replies saying, "Actually, <laughs> it has a lot of <laughs> historical inconsistencies. And, and it's like, "Well, yeah, we had to take you know creativity liberties to make it an interesting game. I mean, you can't have it where you know what you want. You want you want uh, Sek- Sekai, who is the main character, you want him to actually die if he dies because it's not historically accurate that he gets back up and tries again." This is true. <laughs> It's not historically accurate that he can go hoof and his HP goes up. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have resolve to fill his HP up. He can't fight fifty people at once. I mean, th- th- there's there's you still have to gamify it in some way, but it just feels it feels like the culture's in there is is the main point. I haven't messed with any of the the filters. They have like a black and white filter and it makes the audio have like a old school film look to it and sound and it has the the noise and the visual Mm -hmm. filter and stuff it looks really really cool i I like the vibrancy of the game so i don't like that (laughs) i mean it looks so gorgeous and the colors just pop that i just don't want to do that but i'll watch some streamers that do it and it's like okay cool i I, that's enough for me (laughs) I, i was watching this one guy who's doing a full playthrough of it in that mode and um it's I forget the name of the mode. It's it's named after the guy who did all the famous samurai movies back in the day. I know somebody's yelling in their speakers at their speakers right now. I know
2: that if we heard the name we'd probably catch Yeah,
1: it, it it's a very recognizable name, just not a huge I'm I liked the f- samurai films I've watched in the past, but I just don't keep up on them, so. Anyways, uh, he was he was doing that gameplay mode this entire time and suddenly he he needed to see a smoke and he didn't think he could see it in that mode. So he turned off the filter and he's like Wait, there's you can hear the crickets? <laughs> like, yeah, your your audio is technically muffled to give that, you know, old school film feel, so you're not going to hear like everything in full clarity. Otherwise, it wouldn't be that same aesthetic. So Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm only about halfway through it, and I've spent 40 50 hours on it, and I just can't stop playing it. It's, it's a lot of fun. So there's there's times where it feels like I'm kind of going, wow, I just I'm I'm getting nowhere. Yeah. And, I, and i do i do acknowledge that as being a sort of fatigue but it's it's one of those things where i just keep going
2: yeah that that is i think that we've pointed that out before that that is the kind of downside of uh open world games mm-hmm. is where so you i never just, want want yeah. to touch them
1: <laughs> i'm always afraid of touching them just for that exact reason uh yeah and that, that's one of the reasons like something like you know final fantasy when they got into open world with 15 it was like I know, I just want a focused story. But I think it just works for Tsushima because it's, it's the island. It's The whole story is the island and what's going on in it. And it, it does a pretty good job of depicting the, the horrors that they kind of went through that time period. Um, which, yeah, technically, again, it's gamified. So you do technically over, you know, win back your land, which that wasn't that... <laughs> it wasn't that one-sided with one person taking over parts of the island. Mm, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, Engelmois was a little bit more better at depicting that <laughs> absolute massacre and never winning kind of thing. Uh we need a second season of that. Please. Just just for the theme music. Just so I can get more music, great music from it. So Yeah, um, it does make your PS4 sound or like sound like a uh 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 it's taking off though. So keep that in mind. <laughs> just gotta have the sound up pretty loud, ha- Pretty seated, resource haired. heavy, huh? <laughs> Well, the PS5 or PS4 or Pro is, is just kind of a general trying to push a lot of high fidelity HDR and and graphics, and it shows. It's a beautiful game. So maybe for some people will be something they'll just wait for the PS5. That way, hopefully, that one doesn't sound like a, a a jet engine taking off.
2: Probably have better load times too.
1: Well, I'm I'm blown away by the load times on that. Like, I cannot believe fast traveling takes like three to four seconds. It's like that's that's one of the other reasons why it makes it so nice to play such a huge vast open world in that game is because like with again I mentioned to you before Skyrim where you're like I need to go over here and suddenly you have a you know 15 to 20 second load time and then you're like okay I'm there crap I went to the wrong place click 15 <laughs> or if you die and you have to wait 15 and 20 seconds that's when you die and it's like again three to four seconds like how does this how does this do this it doesn't make any sense how this loads so fast. I know you said that just to get me to say that. No, actually, I You must, forgot the conversation? <laughs> no, we had a whole conversation. No, I, did. I, I do remember <laughs> the conversation.
2: I, I, I kind of, afterwards, I caught myself and went, crap, I just handed him a
1: <laughs> another point.
2: Darn, I wanted him to hate the game. I mean, after all, I, I just get around uh, the load times in Skyrim by just downloading the open Skyrim mod, and I just walk into the cities, and I don't have to have a load time. I still yeah. have load time, and when I go into actual houses, but
1: oh, it does not open up the houses too. No, it doesn't open the houses. Oh. It just, well, opens I just figured up you got the around it by getting an SSD. <laughs> that, too. That was a big reason why it worked so well on the PC. It was like, yeah, you want to play that game on PC, so you can have an SSD, and it loads a lot faster. Yeah, because <laughs> that was a thing. Because I think I played Skyrim originally on a on a console, and then I played on a PC, and I was like, oh wow, it's it's much better much yeah. better. Not just the mods, but in the course, the more mods you put in, the more longer the load times take Again, so you're kind of counterproductive. Got some almost 300 mods on this game. <laughs> crazy. Crazy.
2: Uh, and it still no, does. It still does. Every once in a while, it gets a little bit framing, but that's usually when... It wasn't until I actually downloaded a massive uh, visual upgrade, and that one started
1: framing things, but it's only when it gets really hectic yeah yeah but no i i kind of really need to finish ghost of shima even though i don't really kind of want it to end um do need to get back to trails of cold steel but then there's also another game coming later on this year this month that uh somebody can still send us a review copy of (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) the fairy tale game coming out here soon and i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of excited for it i really do want to play that game but, uh
2: it seems like yeah. there was something
1: else coming out this month as well.
2: Mm. It was supposed to be at the end of this
1: month. He's looking around all over the place like he's searching his brain. yeah, I'm <laughs> searching my brain. <laughs> I always like that when somebody's searching their brain. they're looking around. <laughs> uh but yeah, Cheico's still i I'm that was like the only thing unfortunate about becausecause I is like, man, I technically wanted to finish that game. I was enjoying it, so hopefully I won't forget the story by the time we get back to it we we'll, we'll see. But that's it. I I think that's that's all it's really been been happening. Just keeping up on anime. Watched uh Gun and Build Fighters the Battle the what was it called? Bat, bat, uh, Gundam bat Fighters Battle Battle something. Battle log? No, that was one of the OVAs on the thing, but oh, okay. it's the new Gun and Build Fighters Blu ray that, that right stuff is released and that has log GM's counterattack, and the uh Try Island Wars. Oh, you put it up? So. yeah, I did. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then, of course, playing Ghost of Shima and relaxing. So, I guess that's it. We can move on to the news that seems important to us. In which we start off with Eleven Arts and Shout Factory have announced that they will be releasing the Wonderland film on Blu-ray and DVD. Of course, this is the title that was known in Japan as Birthday Wonderland. I'm not sure why they decided to change it to The Wonderland that kind of sounds like something, else. Wonderland. something like something that like an Alice in Wonderland sequel or something I wonder if it Oh, I have a synopsis here so we'll see if it is related to Alice in Wonderland a Japanese version of it or something uh, it's being directed by uh, or it was directed by Keiichi Hara it's planned to release on October 6th and the synopsis is on the day before her birthday young Akane meets the mysterious alchemist Hippocrisy, Hippocrates Hippocrates Hipp- is it Hippocrates? <laughs> Who brings her through the base a basement into a fantasyland yeah, as Alice in Wonderland, a fantastical world full of magic and color. He reveals that this world is in danger, and as the Green Goddess, it is her destiny to respond or her destiny and responsibility to save this world. The only problem, Akane just wants to go home. That's not Alice in Wonderland. She's. Being taken off to another world. She is being taken to another world, which is kind of and 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 it was and and I bet hip crates will be a little bunny rabbit, very likely, and they'll probably be card people. I doubt that. And Chester Cat. No, you don't think so? No. Why not? Because that would be too much. Why?
2: Because they've already gone to the line. They can't cross the line. They only go to the line. We'll
1: see. We'll see. We'll watch it eventually. We'll see. We'll see. Uh who was the studio that did that? Um Mila did a music for it. That's cool. Let me check that song out. Uh called Wonderland. Is oddly named. I'm assuming it's Hara studio.
2: because it's going on about
1: uh Hara's work on Miss H- Hokusai. No, that's the yeah, director. Keiichi Hara. Keiichi Hara is the director. Yeah. I'm saying what the studio was. Oh, the studio. I gotcha. We still watch watched H- Hokusai. That's it's on uh, Hokusai's on, on uh Netflix, but well, we haven't watched that one yet either. We're really behind a lot of stuff. We'll get there eventually, though. We'll get there eventually. So yeah, look forward to that one, October sixth. If, if you're if you're if you're looking to buy, a little bit of gamer news. We have Limited Run Games opens pre-orders for a physical edition of Fault Milestone One. Uh, this will be releasing on both Switch and PS4 in physical edition through Limited Run Games, and uh, they don't they unfortunately do not have a release date on it yet, but. Um, yeah, the synopsis is when a sudden assault devastates ugh, Rogan Ros Ro, Ro, Zinhade. I hope I'm saying that right. A homeland of the bubbly princess Selphine and her sharp witted royal guardian uh, Ritona, the two are forced to escape, but somehow end up teleported into an unknown forest full of. Vegetation they don't recognize. The end of peace and the start of a journey beyond science and fantasy awaits them. Cool stuff! Cool stuff! This, of course, originally released on PC by Sekai Project, which we do not mention that name. I don't know why I just did. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Check that out. That's uh, that's probably something I'll end up picking up. I've I've seen a want to pick up a lot of physical editions of visual novels right now, so they don't play. I don't know why, because I ain't got time. Angels of Death manga is planning to end in three chapters. Of course, if everything goes as planned, we'll release sometime in September. So if you've been keeping up on Angels of Death manga, you can look forward to an ending. Uh, the 12th volume will be its final one, and Yin Press is currently translating it to English. So, cool stuff. That's probably one that I'll want to check out. I I don't really have a desire to play the game, because it, it uh, just... It's done by, like, RPG Maker or something yeah. like that. It's a little bit dated looking. I mean, I I still enjoyed playing through Corpse Party. That was a similar case. But Corpse Party is a very specific reason. And it was just a lot of the, the story and the characters and the all that other stuff that was kind of included into it that kind of made it work. Whereas Angels of Death is something I don't really want to play in that, that format. So I do want to kind of see where Angels of Death went after the anime kind of ended. So... Which didn't really give too much conclusion. <laughs> and I was kind of interested in the in the mental what the kind of writer was going with with the the mental state of the characters and everything. So see if it does pan out something thought provoking that I thought it was doing. Did you end up getting the game? No. Yeah. No, you just said that you had it on there? Right. It was on the it was on the the west, store yeah. eShop switch store. Yeah, so if you guys want to check it out on the game, it's it's on Switch. Uh, Netflix is planning to stream a CG animated series based on Stan Sek- Sakai Usagi Yojimbo series. the uh, The title is Samurai Rabbit: The Usagi Chronicles, and it is being done by Studio Eighty Eight Pictures. So, I've recognized the Usagi Yojimbo, but um, curious to see how that one turns out. I haven't actually. They haven't really released any kind of visual or anything on it, so I'm curious to see how that ends up looking. Uh, The only unfortunate thing about this news (laughs) is there seems to be a joke going around now that Netflix does furry stuff now. (laughs) (laughs) Because we had B-Stars, and then we had uh, um, uh, B&A, a brand-new animal, like, season after season after each other. And so it was funny, because, like, after... When BNA hit, everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, Netflix the is, is the furry animations uh, releasing uh, streaming service." And I'm like, "It's literally only two. Why is it suddenly a furry thing when they've only released two shows?" And then here Dora. they are. They're like, "Okay, well, let's go with it. We're the, <laughs> let's go with it. Let's let's embrace well, you, the furries." Wasn't wasn't Dora, hey Dora on there? What is a lizard dude what I know lizard, I was getting ready to say just stuff. animal in general oh yeah if you had know, in
2: stuff. him yeah beast like stuff yeah I guess and they got Aratsuko or whatever that show is
1: yeah I uh, yeah
2: what about the the crazy one with the I guess the dino l- girl lizard. if you want to go again with lizard stuff hey yeah you got that one what was the 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 king the animal kingdom one was was that on King, the, one. the one that was all flat and we didn't much care for it or was that on crunchy roll
1: all flat
2: the one with the crazy uh uh lizard that kept cutting off his tail or his friend kept cu- cutting off his tail to get him out of bad situations
1: mm, that was Funimation. i know what you're talking about though it was the yeah the office worker lion king kind of thing mm-hmm. or uh, uh animal kingdom thing uh i still need, I, need, I wanted to finish that one had a lot of great say in it, and it was pretty funny. <laughs> the pelican dude was it a pelican or was it a, a, a duck or something? Yeah, he would cut off his tail, and blood would fly everywhere, and it would get him out of like really bad situations with like gyatus, he was a pal. Calling sexual harassment, and stuff. Not a pelican, <laughs> he was a toucan. Yeah, a toucan. Yeah, that's right, voiced by the annoying guy from uh, yeah. Demon Slayer, and, and the lizard, and the lizard was our, was uh. There was a ton of good sayus in that show. Our
2: the,
1: kind of our I'm talking favorite Talking a lot guy. about. It. I probably should look at the name of it. Kind of our favorite uh male sayu, African salaryman, that's what it is, yeah. African no salaryman. Just for those that are like listening to us talk about something and it's like just spit out with the name already. Uh yeah. So uh Netflix, the streaming service of furries now apparently cuz Chris has just kind of concreted it. I was trying to defend Netflix, and Chris is like, no, I ain't defending Netflix. Screw that. I'm going to tag him with that sucker. But no, it's funny because, like, they're all good. They've been all good. So it's like, I'm not going to say don't. (laughs) And I hope this one's good as well. Well, I think it's... We have our problems with Netflix shows and and Netflix trying to do their own things and stuff, but it seems like the furry stuff works out pretty good. I think it's more along the lines of like we had mentioned at the beginning where
2: it's like, you 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 have full reign. Do a the show that you've always wanted to do,
1: and now they're all apparently. in every and all the studios apparently are all furries. <laughs> <laughs> all the directors of all the studios allowed well, to do what they want to do. They do furry stuff.
2: Not not necessarily that. <laughs> More along the lines of that's the show that or a story that they've always wanted to do, but they never could for whatever reason. It doesn't fit into the moe stereotype, or or it doesn't do this or it doesn't do that and so it's not necessarily something that they think is going to work on the front prime time and when they finally got an a chance to do the one
1: show that they've always wanted to do that's the one that they want to do yeah, b stars technically is based off a of manga so it's not an original work bna would have been that case so
2: i don't
1: know but i don't know if bna was fully funded by netflix at all or if it was just something they paid into I mean, they they paid into it because they got exclusive rights to it, but I don't know how much of that was well trigger doing something and then Netflix bought it or if it was yeah a thing I like,
2: don't I don't I don't it I think it's going to be kind of rare I I don't I can't think of a time that we've seen any trigger shows that are actually
1: based on something are they mm, I think some of their older works definitely but they they've been pretty uh original base of a lot of their stuff. I would see I'm looking at probably about half of their stuff is is new, original. Uh when Supernatural Battles came commonplace that was based off a light novel. CoPro was Darling and the Franks. And everything else is yeah, Gridman technically is based off the Gridman franchise, but it was their own thing. Everything else is original work, so they're very very much their own thing. Very unique studio. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's um yeah, Netflix. Good on you. Good luck with the saggy yajimbo. Hopefully, that turns out to be fantastic. Uh, Miss Green Apple group is going on hiatus. Apparently, they uh, it's not a bad thing. Usually, when they have hiatus with certain things, you always get the fear of something bad happening. Uh, they stated out that they were they had just ended their first phase, um, and they're planning on going independent with uh, you know leaving their current uh, management company. And they are preparing for Phase 2, whatever that is. So I'm guessing Phase 2 is just them being able to do more stuff and not have as much holding down from their previous management, maybe. So. Unfortunate because Miss, Miss Green Apple does some pretty awesome music. But uh, hopefully get some gore music going in the future. So Penguin! Random House. It's planned to release... A new translation for Kiki's Delivery Service. Eiko Kado-no's Kiki's Delivery Service. So, for all those that are looking for a new translation of Kiki's Delivery Service, the novel, look forward to that in the future. Oh, the novel.
2: Okay. I was going to say, that's a very different uh, artwork.
1: <laughs> the artwork on the cover does not look like <laughs> G- Studio Ghibli's Kiki's Delivery Service. What is going on here? Is this some kind of knockoff? <laughs> uh, Yeah yeah that's that's pretty cool i never really had a desire to look into that but um very interesting i i I thought that i i my limited knowledge because i never really looked into it way back then but thought that ghibli just made kiki's delivery service i didn't actually think it was based off a novel but um if you're looking to look into the novel that's a that's a cool little option there um, I'm actually curious if there was more done with the novel series than the actual show it, or the the movie itself, because I imagine I imagine if there was multiple books, then it was probably much more than just what the movie was. But um, cool stuff there if you're if you're looking for that. That's uh, I don't know if there was something wrong with the original translation. I know that there's a lot of uh, difficulties in translation and and interpretation of what is done. So there is technically a lot of weight on who translates it and how well they translate in a way that makes sense or does a good job of interpreting what's happening. So, cool stuff, cool stuff. HBO Max is getting more anime on August 4th. That includes The Promised Neverland, All Noah Zero, Inuyasha, Psycho 100, and Madoka Magica. So a lot of titles from Crunchyroll uh, being added to their service, so... Cool stuff there. If you have HBO Max and nothing else, it's good to have more options available to you. I'm always, always, always pleased by that. Netflix has released a couple of release dates for two titles. Uh, the first one I am extremely anticipating, which is The Great Pretender. I was kind of, we were kind of wondering if Great Pretender would end up being a quote unquote summer release. <laughs> well, now we know it is technically going to be a summer release. Uh, it's releasing on August 20th, so uh, I believe it's a 23-episode series, and I will definitely be watching it, hopefully, in time for our reviews of the summer season, so that we can let you guys know what we think about it at that time. But yeah, it's, of it's course, Wit Studio that, does that, that did, did, did The Great Pretender. It looks fantastic based off the of PBs, and I look forward to watching that on August 20th. You too? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You remember it? No. <laughs> I guess not. I was like, do I have to refresh your memory or something? Uh, the other one that they announced is Akatsuko Season 3 is coming out on August 27th. So, speaking of furry anime. There you go. There you go. Great Pretender is not a furry anime, though. I mean, it, it does have a lot of dashing look men with, you know, dashing hair, but not furries. So, There's one girl in, in a bikini in the front. How is that furry?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was furry. You just said that there was a lot of guys. I just
1: oh, happened to oh, okay. point out that there okay. was, that was a girl in a bikini in there. Very weird transition. It kind of caught me off guard there. It's like, yeah, bikinis are furry, definitely. I mean, furries do wear bikinis, I imagine. I don't know that for sure. Just make an assumption. Uh, G Kids announced cancellation of the- theatrical screenings of Children of the Sea for August. So this is uh, something that's... Probably more COVID-related, but they do plan on doing a theatrical release later. Uh, but the good news is if you were planning on watch, buying the Blu-ray or DVD, you could still watch it on September 1st because they're still going to release it on September 1st. So they're not delaying the physical release because of the theatrical delays, which I think is good on them. I, am, I mean, that's something that I would definitely see most studios doing, whereas like they want people to see the theatrical release before buying it. It's kind of a double-dip thing that they're kind of avoiding with that. But I know that most people that do theatrical viewings, yeah, for the most part, you're wanting to see it first chance you can get. But there's also a the thing about most theatrical people wanting to see it because it's a theatrical setting and getting with other people and going and watching something together rather than popping a Blu-ray into your TV. Because so. some TVs do have Blu-ray players. <laughs> Sorry. Those are useful sometimes. Yeah. Miss, miss the old days of those gigantic DVD players installed on the bottom of TVs. I didn't have a DVD player. I had a PS2. Attached to a TV? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. When was that? A long, long time
2: ago. Long, 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 had long, a, long. It had a big long, old long, long wire that went from my TV to the the PS2. It's not. That's not attached to it. I don't care. It was attached through a wire, okay?
1: No. No. (laughs) Sorry. Can't go with you on that one. Can't go with you on that one. Uh, The official site for Aria, the theatrical project, posted a teaser trailer for the Aria theatrical project. Uh, The video reveals the title Aria. I'm going to butcher this. The Crepusculo. Crepusculo? I'm guessing the Crepusculo. Some crazy thing i can't pronounce anyways it's spring 2021 opening date for this new theatrical release and of course this studio will be jc staff so if you're a big fan of aria you probably already know this this trailer's out there but uh if you don't go check it out it's fantastic i believe it's on the youtube channel for i have no clue what that says (laughs) it's on youtube search for aria uh the c-r-e-p-u S C U L O, because Andrew can't pronounce things.
2: It looks like crepusculo to me.
1: There you go. Scolo. Crepuscolo. Crepuscolo. Chris has got it.
2: I doubt it. I'm sure. You said it
1: pretty confidently, and I was going with you on it. (laughs) Uh, Aria looks so weird. Not Aria. I'm sorry. Um, Was it Aika? No, it wasn't Aika. It was. um, Akari? Akari. That was it. Akari. Akari looks weird. She kind of looked weird at the very end there, but that was, again, of course, because of a little change in style that she had. So, yeah, looking forward to that one just because we finally finished the entire series, and so I'm looking forward to more already. So it's good that we finally got it done just before all this new stuff is coming out. So we would all caught up on it. Uh, Spike Chunsoft has announced that they are taking over publishing rights or publishing duties for the Danganronpa series. So for those that don't remember or know... Uh, here recently, NIS America has been s- pretty much stopping all distribution of a lot of the Danganronpa series, mainly because they've lost the license on it. So a lot of the listings on different stores and stuff are disappearing. Well, Spike turns off is taking over that. And um, look forward to more stuff in the future from them. It seems like NIS America is stopping everything. <laughs> how, are they, how are they still afloat? I'll be curious to see what they do with this. This
2: is, that's actually pretty big. Not necessarily a bold move, but um, Spike Chunsoft is not afraid of getting getting stuff out there. So it'll be interesting to see. I'd like to see this on the on the Switch for sure.
3: Yeah.
2: I do know it's on on Steam. I want to say.
1: Is there a Switch version in Japan? This is is a publisher in the West. No, not a developer. So. I mean, they could. I, I don't. I don't know that Spike Chunsoft does any development.
2: No, they. But they do port.
1: They port I wanna stuff. Say. I want to say. they port stuff. They have ported stuff. Okay. We might. We might We might need somebody to confirm that. Don't take that for.
2: Yeah. 100%. I'm not. <laughs>
1: Chris does not follow everything, uh, game. Well, no, that, then that's, right a, that's my whole point is like, I, I know from an anime standpoint in ice America is like just dipping, like they're out of here. Like they've, they've stopped everything. A lot of their stuff is just going to standard editions and they're just not republishing certain things. I want my Katana guitar already. Um, so it, it's, it is interesting to see kind of that same thing happening in the anime, the gaming sphere, because even though they dropped off of the anime stuff, they were, they were mostly 100% gaming to begin with, and the anime stuff was a very odd thing they started doing, and they gave up on the anime stuff. So to see them now seemingly giving up on a lot of gaming-related stuff uh, is odd, because I know that Danganronpa is a very popular series. Yeah. More, I mean, just as popular as their others, and the other stuff that NIS America does, which is like just uh, the Sky series. Um, maybe this sells more than what Dungeon Ropa does because I know Dungeon Rupa has a huge fandom, but I don't know if that equates to sales. Um, so yeah, that's two things I really kind of want to look into. More... One is what is United States America doing? Are they going bankrupt and they're stopping, or is I it more of a not. thing of their games don't sell? I hope they're not because that's a that's a
2: that's a company that I do like having around. Um, mm-hmm. But I was gonna. A lot of cool stuff. I was gonna say Dog and Europa. I think is probably more one of those kind of cult following ish.
1: Yeah, groups. that's what I mean. I, I don't. I don't know if that equates to sales, but I know it's hugely popular with groups. Is it a cult classic or is it a, actually a popular series? I would think it's more of a cult
2: classic because yeah. it's not one of those. I do know that when I hear somebody mention it, it's somebody who's rabid about it. Yeah. But it's it's very rare that I actually. See that one person who's very rabid about it. Rabbit?
1: rabid, rabid, like a bear rabid. Yeah, Like a Kuma bear. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's one of the things thing that's one of that's one of those series that I've just been I keep wanting to get I, I, I want to it. get into it. Yeah, I think I I think I got one of them. Yeah, I got Trigger Happy Havoc. Just never never, never touched it. Yeah, that's that.
2: It's a series that I really want to go through, but I I if I go through it i i don't want to do it on the vita which is obvious and none of the others i just pointed to my vita version like, ew i thought you got it on the switch or something but i don't <laughs> i don't i don't necessarily want to do it on the on the pc either why is not danganronpa on the switch yet that, it that that's that's my surprise i don't understand why it's not there yet
1: I, that's that's one of those names of a game that I don't know how I managed to spell correctly every time I type.
2: Because I I want to say that I heard rumors of it going to the Switch a long time ago, and it and it just never never
1: came through. If it goes to mobile and not Switch, I'm I'm a very sad person, a very very sad person. Yeah, no, no word on that one. There's an April Fool's one. Congratulations uh we'll see i i have no doubt that would eventually go to switch i don't I, it's just one of those things that's just kind of picking up a lot of steam in japan and everything's being thrown on there which is great that's just seemed like one that i would would have happened a long time ago especially with the trilogy stuff they've been releasing on a regular basis for danganropa I and mean, eventually you're gonna do another trilogy release and throw it on that one too so we'll see we'll see but that's um very interesting like i said i think about the more curious thing i have with that whole situation is what is what is going on with nis america are they shutting down or are they just cutting a lot of fat or just not not wanting to really keep licenses going who's the is is there
2: a is there a big corporation that owns nis or is nis just nis
1: well it is part of nis of japan right it's kind of like you know anaplex usa right which or pony can usa is is they, they seem like they do a lot over here and then eventually they kind of drift off. I mean Ponycan did the same thing. Anaplex is the only one that's kind of like stayed strong. I think it's just because as much as people hate it, <laughs> a lot of this a lot of the stuff they do is to make money and it's a lot of really premium stuff. Right. Whereas in well in IS America, a lot of those releases were very premium and they did cost mm-hmm. a lot of money. Uh Ponycan again, also another one that did, but Ponycan didn't have a lot of titles. Whereas NIS America didn't have a lot of titles as well, but they were mostly gaming. Which was again NIS games, so I don't know, it's a very very curious thing. Maybe maybe uh Japan's cutting a lot back on NIS America.
2: That's that's the only thing I could figure, unless they see and that's the the funny thing. I wonder if they are reevaluating the way that they get stuff over to the the Western market. I
1: as much I just had to search bankrupt. It's been as America bankruptcy. <laughs> uh, rumor close to bankruptcy a year ago. Twenty nineteen in June, talking about shareholders report, bankruptcy rumors follow. I don't know. I don't have the time to really look into the moment, but yeah, that's something I do want to look into.
2: Yeah, it's one of those it's one of those things. It's like I wonder if they're shifting the way that they're they're considering serving the the western market. I, I, and that could have some a lot more bigger implications to a lot of these big name companies who are gatekeepers right now and I think that they really should re- reconsider the way that they treat their customers. But hey, what do I know? I'm just an idiot podcaster
1: don't beat yourself up about it.
2: <laughs> We've been
1: been uh preaching about it for the last 4 years, but hey. The website for Rail Romanesque reveals October 2nd premiere and cast members for the new TV series. Uh, this anime takes place after the events of the game story and will have 12 episodes of 5 minutes long each. Uh this is of course based off of the video game that was released on Steam uh, here last, you know, it was 2018 released in in the West, so I'm sure there's some people out there that know what real Romanesque is. I don't, (laughs) but for those that do, I kind of want to now because the characters look really cute. It looks pretty much like cute girls doing real, I guess. It's a very interesting looking style. I love the style. Uh, The synopsis says for the game, the original game, Matetsu takes place in an alternate reality in Japan where railroads were the most popular form of travel and transportation. But the difference with these railways is that the trains were paired up with humanoid modules called raillords. Due to a popular new form of travel, the railroads were practically forgotten about and eventually railways were discontinued. Players will assume the role as Sotetsu. A recent high school graduate who, shortly after entering university, decides to return to his adoptive adoptive hometown to save it from uh, water pollution caused by uh, proliferation of factories. By chance, Sotetsu reawakens Hachiroku, a recently decommissioned rail lord. Uh, he becomes her owner and decides to assist her in finding her missing locomotives, uh, the 8620 while attempting to save his hometown in the process. So, um, pretty much like, what uh, was that? Uh, submarine Girls, or Ship Girls. Uh, <laughs> Arpeggio, Arpeggio Blue Still, yeah. with... with. I, I doubt these girls are attacking. They look really cute. I love their style. They do look adorable.
2: But yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing. I was just waiting for you to point it out.
1: <laughs> well, it was like the whole... I, I kind of had to idea that this was gonna be like one of those each rail uh, each train has its own girl but I didn't think it was gonna be like one of those again marpeggio kind of things where it's like they the soul of the train comes out and it's a cute little moe girl kind of thing that that, that kind of leads itself to so yeah, that's uh that's interesting I, I I would say that I would want to run in and check out the visual novel uh just to kind of uh prepare for a series but it is gonna be a short. Like not even an hour long short, so I don't know. It it just seems like it's probably just one of those kind of after stories, little cute little cherry on top type of short to put with it. But like I said, that I love the character design. The character design look great. Now, I don't know if the game has character designs like that, because I know that a lot of <laughs> a lot of anime adaptations decide to change the art styles just because the original doesn't look that great. Let's see if we can find some some appropriate images I was you. <laughs> <laughs> well find Pregger pictures on Google. Always find the Pregger pictures. Uh Google and your Pregger pictures. Or just fandom in those. Yeah, the art style is definitely different. If this is the character designs here, they look a lot less rounded than the faces and stuff. Still cute, but yeah, not definitely not the style of the anime that's going for. Must change character designers. Alright. Alright. That's uh, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Moving on, we have print novel for the Death March to a Parallel World Rhapsody is going to have a different ending than the online novel series that ended in March.
2: So you might as well just go ahead and go and read all the the novels. Because everything's different now.
1: No, I think it's just the final ending is going to be different.
2: Yeah, but if you were if you were expecting that it was going to be what was in the in the show, then you wouldn't have gone and read the novel. Now you have to go and read the novel because it's going to be different. They're already saying it.
1: No, I'm pretty sure that the web novel and the print novel is the same as the show. No, it's just everything's
2: that different, Andrew. You have to go and buy whatever novel. it is you need to re- you need to go and rebuy this.
1: And it's funny because I, I, I the initial thought for me is like. Whoa, what did they do with the ending of the web novel that led them to change the printed ending? <laughs> like, it, I it's, it's a frustrating thing because it's like, I was pretty okay with Parallel World Rhapsody. Not the greatest show ever. It's an isekai show. It did have some cool little elements in there. I love the kind of the, you know, he's kind of micromanaging the different girls and helping them get stronger. And that was kind of the 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 kind of the element that was within it that said okay this is something unique so I would want to watch it but there's a it's like I don't see myself ever wanting to go read the novel because it wasn't that interesting <laughs> there's a plenty of other novels that I have to get caught up on Death March is not one of them I'm gonna go out of my way to go check out but I still am afraid of going and looking, what is the issue? <laughs> like, it, this this, this just begs the question of, like, what do they do? Are the people angry about how they ended it? Was it a, was it a, was it a, it was all a dream kind of ending, and now everybody's mad, and so they're like, well, oh, hold on, we'll, we'll change the ending in the print version of it, or, because, but I don't want to look because I don't really want to see a weather. There is, somebody posted something in the, in the thread on Anna Network do you want to look do you know oh look away i'm gonna look okay i think it's i think it was a character choice i don't know yeah that didn't really tell me anything <laughs> that particular poster didn't really tell me that probably because i don't know the name of the characters so uh moving on <laughs> that's interesting though that's um very very interesting that they would change that but obviously somebody wasn't happy about the ending The Twitter account for Jinji Ito's Uzumaki manga has revealed the cast for the first episode for the anime adaptation, so it's actually happening. (laughs) And, of course, this is a new series that will be premiering on Toonami first before Japan, which I don't know if that's just kind of just an issue with maybe Uzumaki not getting in a certain time slot in Japan at that time, but kind of feels bad Feels bad, man. I don't like the idea of shows or animes releasing in other... I mean, technically, um, uh, that Lupin show was in Europe first. So, I, I mean, it does happen, but it just kind of feels wrong. Feels bad. Feels bad, man. Doesn't I don't recognize... Any. Unfortunately, I don't recognize any of the cast members listed. I mean, I can probably look through them and, and find somebody that... I just don't recognize the name, but I know their works, but... You anybody wants to check that out, you can. I'm I'm super excited for it though. I've been kind of looking forward to this this particular adaptation. I like a lot of Jinji Ito's work and Uzumaki's one that I've I, I know her as a character because she cameos in pretty much everything, Jinji Ito, but I haven't actually read through the actual story of her, so even though one of the episodes of this recent Jinji Ito collection had an explanation. But yeah, um cool stuff there. Very, 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 very cool. More release news from Netflix. They have planned to stream the De- Seven Deadly Sins: Imperial Wrath of the Gods anime on August sixth. This is like one of those ones where it's like <laughs> I was expecting this a long time ago. I think you recently we were looking through all the shows that were releasing on Netflix, like uh, High Score Girl and stuff, and I was like, "Wait, Seven Deadly Sins? The new one's not out yet? What the hell? What's going on?" But uh, yeah, August sixth is when you can. Watch that so. Netflix hates Seven Deadly Sins. Premiered back in October 2019. Jeez. We're going on a year now. We're going on a year. That wasn't that long though, was it? How many episodes was it? Who knows. It? Maybe maybe Netflix just hates us because we hate them so much. Hey, they just do it despite us. Yeah. That's probably why because it was 24 episodes. Still, it's not a good enough excuse. Still not a good enough excuse that would mean that it technically ended in uh, winter of 2020. So I guess that's technically pretty close to their normal. Well, it technically it's two seasons later than their normal schedule. Come on. I don't know. Anyways, Sentai Filmworks has revealed they're going to be doing a dub for the Pet Girl of Sakura So all the dub fans out there can hopefully agree with Andrew that the ending sucked.
2: It wasn't that bad. It
1: sucked. It wasn't that bad. It was sucked. <laughs> and, and and they can also discover what Andrew means when he says something sakura You can find out what that means. Because I don't want to explain it when I say something sakura because then it would technically... Well, it spoils technically for I don't know. Anyways, moving on. There's a dub coming. There's also a dub clip. So if you want to see how it sounds, you can too. So good on Sentai Filmworks. Though. It was one of our first uh, reviews too, wasn't it? One of the early salty reviews from Andrew. (laughs) Iwa Iwakakaru Sports Climbing Girls Anime has revealed its new uh, teaser with an October debut. So all those looking forward to the cute girls doing sports climbing, look forward to that. That's
2: that's, uh, uh, the run thing, isn't it? The parkour.
1: No, it's climbing up walls. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. The, I the thought they were doing sports rock climbing stuff. Not actual rock climbing, but like the setup rock climbing inside of indoors kind of stuff. Either way. I'm sure they can make it interesting. Always. Anime always managed to make every sport interesting with fantastic shots from great angles as girls climb up walls and have all the usual archetype character personalities that you expect from an anime. <laughs> Even
2: a cat girl looking.
1: (laughs) Idle cat girl. Gotta have it. Uh, It looks good. It looks good. Visually, kind of back and forth on the visual uh, quality with the trailer, which is always concerning. But, uh, yeah, those girls have some abs. Yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff, though. We'll see how that one turns out. Uh, Kadansha Weekly Shonen Magazine published a one-shot manga of Tsukasaha, the character from the Freight Brand Order of Tsukasaha. Not the actual he historical character. Like she <laughs> does not look like my Tsukasaha. does <laughs> not look like her. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm absolutely sorry, Akisato Nagi, but... No, I, I don't know. The, the face doesn't quite look right, but... Um,
2: I mean, yeah. I'll probably try to humor the the story, but no, no, that doesn't look like her.
1: Yeah, the title is Fate Grand Order ordu Biog. i think I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, 44 pages long. So if you're a big, huge fan of Scasaha, I'm sure you could probably go find that somewhere, or hopefully some company will will bring it over here so we can read it. But uh, cool stuff. Cool stuff for Skasaha fans. Uh, the regular at Magic High School novel is getting two sequel novels. I won't say what they're going to be about because it's technically spoilers. But for fans of that novel series that you read it, you can look forward to two more. Um, yeah, Pretty good little, I guess, the a, a solid release pre-coming the upcoming new series. So that's cool. And we still have to go and w- watch that show again. Yeah, I still got to go finish it. <laughs> I still have to go finish it. Uh, don't remind I me. I remember I was a little annoyed with with a certain aspect of the very end. but It yeah. got dumb. It got dumb. You spoiled it all for me. It got dumb. Jinji Ito is, uh, has confirmed during a Viz panel at Comic-Con Online they did here recently, uh, the Comic-Con at-home digital event, uh, that he was definitely, in fact... Confronted by Hideo Kojima to work on a horror game project. Now, he did make very clear (laughs) and stress the fact that he is not currently working on anything with him at the moment. Um, And there's no plans to at the moment. So, he's just confirming that he did talk to him. But uh, we all know that that is plenty of reason enough for us to go, where is the game, where is it at, when is it coming, when is it coming. Every time he gets on a panel going forward, he's going to be questioned... Yeah, that's pretty. Are you doing anything with him yet? Are you doing anything with him yet?
2: He he might as well have just made the announcement that he's going to make an announcement and and an announcement later that is going to actually, in fact, be an announcement that will announce the game that will announce the final date
1: of the release of that date. All I can think of is like just the direct of creative potential and visionary of. Hideo Kojima with the crazy psychotic the, artwork and and storytelling of Jinjito, I thought it, the same thing. I want it. They
2: they 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 would be a brilliant combination. But I also see those two as absolute creative
1: heads budding. Yeah, I don't think do you expect this ever to complete? Like, do you think these two would ever finish anything? But I guess that's the whole idea of if, if he brought Junji Ito on, they, it, it, no matter what, Hideo Kojima would be the final say in everything. Um, so the hope there would be that Junji Ito would be fine with whatever Hideo Kojima decides in the end. But it's just my my whole mindset goes to I, – I love Junji Ito for his – the horror that he does. It's very unsettling horror. It's not jump scare because it's technically in a manga. You're not gonna you're not gonna change the page and go, oh gosh, it jumped up at me. He's 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 body horror, he's unsettling horror, he's the kind of grotesque horror that I think if somebody like Hideo Kojima could turn it into another visual presentation being video games, would be incredible. And I would I would eat it all up. So please make it happen. <laughs> but I will be the first one to acknowledge that he did. He did make it very clear. Nothing's happening. We're not doing anything. Didn't say yet. Just not doing anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that's that's fantastic. That's a thing. Really cool. We'll see if anything comes from it. We'll see if anything comes from it. There was another cool bit of news that popped up here probably last this last week, a couple of days ago actually. Um, seen a trailer pop up on, I believe, Vaniplex ended up posting it, but um, yeah, they're doing a remake of Fate Extra. For those who don't know, Fate Extra was a PSP game, uh, technically ten years ago, because this is this whole announcement was based on their tenth year anniversary celebration of Fate Extra. Um, but they are doing a full remake of the PSP game, and um, the new title will be Fate Extra Record, uh, which is going to celebrate the tenth anniversary. There's no platforms announced for it yet, which is unfortunate. I've been doing pretty good about kind of spreading it across all platforms, Switch, PS4, and PC. So I would... This, again, my assumption that they would be on all platforms, but um, hope it will be on Switch, at least, for me, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks fantastic. And uh, Kazuya, Kazuya Nino is directing it and uh, and doing the planning for the remake course this is the guy that worked on the original etrian odyssey odyssey which gives me hope that it will still retain a lot of the more jrpg aspects of it which i'm certain there's probably some people that would rather it be more action-based but uh, the original one was more turn-based so yeah it looks good it looks really good it, it literally just looks like the same engine as the original um Fadex stella they've been kind of using lately but um really cool to see that kind of re-realize. Re- re- I did play... I did play the original one. I got it on my PSP. I think they had a digital release of it. I got it on my PSP. And I just at the time didn't really have um, the desire to play through a JRPG at the time. So I kind of let it go. But see that it's got a, another release coming up here soon. I would definitely love to check this one out. How about you? Any any desire to get into the Fate Extra series? Very possible.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's if it's, it gets on Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's on Switch. Well, I didn't do the other, the Extellas when they were on the Switch, and and you've got both of them. So,
1: yeah, I think my problem with those ones they they get very they get very repetitive, button mashy, and I think a, a really in depth story, dungeon crawling, turn based RPG would a lot, be a lot more interesting to jump into. I mean, I kind of I kind of struggled through the later parts of. Um, Extella and Estella, Extella just to kind of get the story. I, I really was getting tired of the combat after a while. Uh, but I think I think something that's more JRPG story-driven, I think I'd be more interested in than a Muso game, <laughs> to be honest. I don't remember the combat system in the original one, but this one looks a lot more card-based. So I wonder if they're kind of drawing from like the, uh, the card systems that a lot of games kind of incorporate, where you're kind of selecting the cards and they do different things. Very interesting. Those look very buster arts quick kind of looking <laughs> there's a buster buster quick buster arts <laughs> I don't know if that was in the original I'll, I'll have to fire up my PSP and see if it still functions I think my battery died at some point I have to plug it in and play it but yeah that's that's really cool I, I definitely look forward to that to to see how that turns out they're, they're using Unreal Engine very surprising I don't know if I don't think Fade Extella was Unreal Engine i have to look that up. Very surprising. It looks good. Visually, it looks good. Not <laughs> Tsushima levels of good, but it's good. It's there. It's very anime. Uh, this is pretty cool news. I, I think we've mentioned this before. I'm not sure. I know that We know that we talked about the fact that Jun Maida was working on a new project. I don't remember if it was titled at that time. I think they did title it. We shouldn't see anything else. Uh, but, yeah, the day, the day I Became a God, or the Japanese title, Kamisama-ni-nata-hi. Uh, key, Anaplex, and PA Works, who are all working together on this one, did a live stream where they revealed a new promo for the series. Uh, of course, again, this is June Maeda's new original project following Angel Beats and Charlotte. Uh, the PV revealed a uh, September—that they're going to do a, another PV reveal in September. So look forward in September for another PV for this particular series. Uh, but it was a pretty meaty PV, so I'm not really quite sure why they felt the desire they have to do another PV. Because, I mean, it was like a good, what, uh, yeah, two and a half minutes almost PV, which is very meaty. Uh, a lot of great Seiyus in there already that I'm hearing. It looks very cute. Looks like a lot of fun. Looks like it does have, at the very end of the PV, this kind of undertone of something, something being amiss. There's no subtitles on it yet, so I don't really know exactly what all they're saying. Um, But yeah, the synopsis is, one day during Yota, Narukami's last summer vacation of high school, uh, a girl named Hina suddenly appears and proclaims herself the all-knowing god. Hina announces to the uh, thoroughly confused Yota, the world will end in 30 days. Yota then witnesses Hina's godlike powers of prophecy, convincing him that her powers are real. Hina's naive uh, innocence uh, belies her powers and she decides to live at Yota's home for some reason. Thus begins an eventful summer before the end of the world. So Interesting. see how that turns out. Hopefully it's not a tragic girlfriend. <laughs> She'll kill herself in order to protect the world. <laughs> no, that's coming. It's going to be something like that. Some tragic girlfriend ending. June Maida, you can't fool us over and over again. It's just not going to work. Eventually, we're on to you. So, we'll see. Uh cool stuff though. I have definitely a great little team there. PA works does fantastic animation and like, her characters look great. Um storytelling that's yeah, you can you could say there's it's hit and miss with Jun Maida, but definitely does some really fantastic work and of course Key that always manages to uh put their money into stuff that makes us cry. I, I totally recognize Tina's voice in the P V too, it's it's El from Hero Academia. There you go good stuff good stuff all right um I, I lost I lost my tabs uh, you uh, didn't get uh, all of that them. was that was the last one okay here's the big reveal Chris I told Chris that there was one big huge news piece this week and I wasn't sure if he's gonna be excited about it as I am so I wanted to wait and I told him not to check it so hopefully he didn't behind my back no but what show do you believe at least Andrew's excited about is getting a third season that needs a third th- a third season like it's it's recently in the past you know I'll just say a couple of years has had a second season and needs a third season. I haven't the slightest clue not a slightest clue none um what 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 things can I give a guess for it? I uh, think you already covered agrasuco,
2: so it's probably not that one. why would I be excited about <laughs> <laughs> well because, Sidonia, because, because you Sidonia's implied movie. You you implied that it might be a possible anger or or excitement. So it's one of the two. Yeah. Is it?
3: Mm mm.
1: Why would I be mad about that? I just was
2: making it as hard
1: for you to not figure even out. not even a little bit. <laughs> I was trying to make it hard for you to figure out if I said I even, You're gonna be the, like the, super even happy. Even the
2: thought of of um, uh, our 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 favorite joke anime. It's like I I could either go either way on that one because I still to this day. What no, Crossing? Crossing? Yeah, I still to <laughs> still this day. Had a I don't second know. Season.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like it's we it, we're so confused by Crossange. We don't know why it's getting a third season because it never had a second season. <laughs> well, what what did that? Oh, it's like Final Fantasy where we suddenly get Final Fantasy Seven. We're like, wait, what? We only had three. Why is there a seventh one now? <laughs> and then we finally fr- find out how that the releases were. That is that. true. I say that 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 is one of the things that will
2: always be forever etched in my mind. Of wait, there's a seven. <laughs>
1: I seventh one? We never got the sixth. Yeah, you my did get the sixth. Entire childhood my entire childhood is a lie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's there's Final Fantasy Seven. Wait, there wasn't even a sixth. <laughs> yes, there was. But we never got it. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Now my mind hurts. <laughs> it was three. No! Yeah, anyways. The sentence of a bookworm is getting a third season. Yes, that is super exciting. I and it's so funny. That, again, this is one of those ones where it's like that was announced 13 why didn't anybody tell us? 13 days ago, people were finding out that Ascendance of a Bookworm is getting a third season and nobody wanted to tell us. Man, I I am I'm heartbroken. But again, I guess technically most of the people that listen to us get their news get from their news from us. From us. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all finding out for the first time. Sorry we're late. We had a music episode to do. Good news for (laughs) y'all. This literally dropped the day after our last recording. And so it ends up taking two weeks before we finally talk about it. So, uh, yes, this was uh, announced on a live stream, uh, live special on Nico Nico. And they said that the new series was greenlit. Uh, no other information known about its release date and all that kind of stuff. We I know. would assume I'd...
2: the the release date will probably be pretty pushed far out because they're still
1: in spring twenty twenty one frame. I'll say spring twenty twenty one. You think so? Yeah. weren't they Aren't they, aren't they pretty consistent with the yearly release of it? Of a bookworm.
2: Well, uh, not so much that, but the um the novels aren't they like on top of each other right now.
1: No, I don't know. I don't know about that because I I know that the releases over here are behind, but I don't know that they don't have enough content for another book. Seeing if my my release pattern is correct.
2: Yeah, it seems like it was.
1: Original series was fall of twenty nineteen. The second season was spring twenty twenty. Yeah, winter or spring twenty twenty one. I think is a is a fair fair statement. But yeah, again, that that really definitely depends on it. it. Does does he want to wait until he publishes more? Does it is it something that he already has plenty of content, or maybe it might be a thing where he, you know, has the stuff already planned out and he can easily give it to them to work with. But either way, super happy, <laughs> super super happy. More more sensitive bookworm is always is always welcome. So definitely cool to hear, awesome stuff. Definitely brighten my day. So if you have not watched this End of the Bookworms, please go watch it. It's a very fantastic series. Uh, it's an Isekai that is uh, – it's a it's above all Isekais. I mean it, it's not going by the Isekai tropes. It's going in its own thing, and its its immersion is fantastic. A uh, lot of weight to certain things, great characters. I can go on. So there you go. Uh, some quick run through. Some licenses announced. Condessa uh, Comics got uh, is going to be publishing Shaman King spinoff manga digitally, and Yen Press will be doing eighty six eighty six manga. That's eighty six the number, and then eighty six written out manga. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Hearts three manga, and um, that's that's it for the news. I, I they. Um, I don't know if I want to jump into that one or do this real quickly. Uh, yeah, let's jump. Let's jump into this. Uh, no, yeah, let's, let's do that one. Uh, Microsoft did an event. I, did you watch any of the Microsoft event? No, Wasn't I did do the,
2: I did do the the a uh, fast version of the mini direct. Oh, okay. Um, no, I
1: I I think that okay. Microsoft events was I, I was going into it knowing I'm not going to be like running out to buy an Xbox because. The big thing with them, of course, is that nothing's really exclusive. You can get them on a PC and I'd rather just get them on the PC rather than buy another console. Um, we'll say though, uh some of the more interesting thing, I know that we enjoyed State of the K one. Right. I don't think you ever played two, did you? No, I've been meaning to buy it whenever it comes on sale or something.
2: Sooner yeah. or later I'll grab it, I'm sure.
1: They had a little CG trailer for the third one. Uh didn't really show any gameplay or anything, but that's interesting to see that they're gonna have another State of the K and you know, hopefully they'll have an online co op that works. Out uh, the gate, I think that was the selling point of two, and we right. just never got around to it. It was like we had to mod the first one just to get it to f- very janky work. <laughs> so you would think that we jump right into say the K two and and enjoy that one as co op, but yeah, never did. Uh, I think probably the biggest announcement of that event, though, for some people, anyways, especially the Anime Sphere, is that Fantasy Star Online two. Uh, they announced uh, new Genesis for Fantasy uh, Star Online two. Not a new Fantasy Star Online but it looks to be like a complete it's it's like a remy born for the you know like how reborn was like a complete remake of the original final fantasy 14 they're like taking the original fantasy star online 2 and they're completely revamping it visually and engine-wise to a new game so it's pretty pretty crazy i don't hate the idea but this is one of those that
2: i can see that flopping hard i mean
1: Mm-mm. Fantasy
2: Star Online, I do know it has a cult following, but it's no, no,
1: it's not a cult following. That's like the biggest online game in Asia right now. Well, okay. It's in not Asia, big over here. I'm talking about here. Oh, yeah, I, I, this that's really depends on what Microsoft's seen with their recent release of Fantasy Star Online 2. If they if they seen that it was huge as cuz you you know that based on the fact that if you look at the Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis website and you see that it's only released on Windows 10 and Xbox, but if you go to the Japanese Fantasy Star Online 2, it's got Switch, PS4, oh yeah, and Windows.
2: It, it's so it's obviously
1: those- Microsoft has put a good portion into this project. Not maybe they might have said, "Look, we know the Xbox not huge over there, so we'll let them v- go on other consoles over there." But over here, so you know a lot of the money in this is is Microsoft's, and so you know they're not going to put money in that, and you know that the release of Fantasy Star Online 2 over here recently was probably a test bed so they have to see numbers
2: it's it's one of those that it's i i i can see the appeal to it because it's a very attractive game no matter how you look at it
1: Meh. i it's i'm not it, a fan of it
2: i well i did i did get an i was attracted to it at first when i first seen it but that was like
1: a long time years, ago yeah, yeah that twenty was like years back when ago. it released in 20 and, years ago and it no, it's like it, what the last time ago? I
2: seen it the last time I seen it it hadn't really gotten that much better it's it still has an attractiveness to it but it's still it still feels like it's old
1: and, and yeah it's very corridor based it's it's like monster huntery mm-hmm. It's like you're going down corridors it's very you're only your party is going in this one instance it's it's like an MMO but all you're doing is going in instances you can't right. ever go into the world. And I, I don't know if that's something they're going to expand bigger. It does look like in the trailer they're they're broadening it, making bigger areas, and it looks like there's more people in certain areas.
2: Well, and also at the the to to take into consideration if you take into consideration what it was originally built for was
1: yeah Dreamcast. it, it was huh Dreamcast was the first platform. Dreamcast
2: and and it had um it was it was modem based and so it, a lot of that stuff had to be. Very very streamlined, it, just like um, uh, was that Ultima that Online, even
1: Fantasy Star One. I'm thinking,
2: sorry, yeah, I, we're not yeah, we're not huge
1: Fantasy Star fans, so we're it, probably butchering all the, the information original.
2: Here. The original one, I want to say, it was Fantasy Star Online,
1: was on the Dreamcast. But yeah, the I, original one, the first one, it was on Dreamcast for sure.
2: And like I said, it was it was all designed around the idea of being very very streamlined, so that you didn't have any lag, and you were able to play these. Consider the alternative was
1: Ultima <laughs> Online, which was Fantasy Star Online, I forgot about this. Fantasy Star Online two released on the Vita. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So it would have been PS four Windows probably originally. Xbox one later, PS four one later. The Original so, release was Microsoft was Windows at twenty twelve and then it went to Vita on twenty thirteen and then PS four on twenty sixteen. For and Fantasy Star Online two. 2 okay
2: yeah so i mean considering the 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 difference in the two games i mean ultima online was a you know flat kind of 2d ish uh characters on on flat playing field with a with an overhead view fantasy star was technically 3d and you were playing with um and trying to get no lag so yeah giving a lot of it was ahead of its time technically
1: i was hoping to see like some kind of uh, like sales wise or and, and and profits they're making from. I I know that I've heard a lot that they, it's a huge money maker, especially uh, m- mainly in Asia, and that's why it's been alive for so long. Um, and it makes sense why they're doing a Realm of Born kind of thing and just kind of revamping the old thing and just bringing it to new engine, just so they can keep the audience. Uh, but it is a definitely an interesting it's interesting announcement. Like I said, I I, I wonder if. I really am curious if when they brought Fantasy Star Online over uh, two over here, was it kind of like a commercial and they already planned and dumped money into their into their pockets in order to get this new one made, or is it a response to how popular Fantasy Star Online Two was when they brought it over? I think it's the former, and they're trying to they were drowning it up by having that game brought over first and then they were already planning on doing a, a remake of it but it's usually no i to correct myself i i don't like in this again this is looking at it now like i don't like how fantasy star Online 2 looks it just looks very floaty and the characters are kind of just doing weird animations in the middle of the air and it doesn't look like it's really hitting anything there's no it doesn't feel weighty it doesn't feel like you're hitting something it just feels like your character's spinning and doing crap and then the monsters are taking damage it's, it's more of a, a – and I, I think the new one, um, the new trailer for this new one, it looks a lot better. I mean it looks more like you're jumping on the enemy and you're attacking them and everything. It does look like you're actually, you know, interacting with the world rather than just being there and existing. But I don't know. I, I might check it out when it comes out. I'm sure it will probably be free just like Fantasy Star Online 2 is currently Um there's a there's a visual aesthetic of it that I do enjoy i I don't know if I mentioned that earlier I do like the the style of it that's why I was drawn to watch the shows themselves when they released 50 different animated series of Fantasy Star Line 2 <laughs> which they seem to do on a regular basis but um yeah we'll see we'll see It's definitely something I would probably want to check out, but it's hard to get away from it's hard to have more than one MMO. So I kind of just pick one and you stick with it. And currently it's final fantasy. So yeah, it looks, it looks cool though. And some of the visuals, I mean, they had like a 4k trailer and everything like that. So they're, they're looking to make a very sparky and, and visually heavy game. So good luck to them on that one. Hopefully, hopefully it turns out good. We'll see. We'll see. I think that was all that was on the Microsoft one that, that I was interested, interested in anyways. I it's just not really a, like I said, I was going into it expecting that I wasn't really going to have too much, um, that I would be actually be interested in so i mean it was a good stream though i mean compared to the last one where they like showed zero gameplay um this one was actually slam packed full of stuff so um much better than much better than the last conference and it's in
2: 4k with mm-hmm. 60 frames per second
1: the halo stuff was not a very good showcase i don't know i'm sure halo fans are just stupid excited for it, but i didn't see anything in the footage for Halo that had my interest at all. So,
2: oh, you did mention the Fable Four.
1: Oh yeah, Fable. they said Fable. I think I don't know if they said Fable Four. Did I say Fable Four? I don't know. They're probably just gonna. I only to Fable. I only glanced at it. I've seen the frog eat the fairy. I knew that was coming. I was like, I seen the, I seen the fairy flying. I'm like, something's gonna kill the fairy.
2: Yeah, there's, there's, there's no fable that's nice to something cute. It just. Well, no, doesn't I, I, didn't, I didn't even know it was gonna be fable yet. I just knew that the, it, it, it this well, is gonna be
1: get goofy, isn't it?
2: I did have, I did have the, high, the, the heads up that it was a fable, seeing as how you technically told oh, me. Oh yeah, that's true. Which I'm excited if if you didn't if anybody didn't catch that that's why Andrew ended up telling me about it was because I do like I, the yeah People I knew series. that you like
1: Fable so I knew that that would be something you'd be interested in yeah I guess that was that was about it but um no like I said it was it was a good conference overall uh, or stream conference not really a technically a physical conference but um, they did a good job this time it's just again it, it yeah technically not games I'm gonna be super interested but that's to expect yeah they did have a str- <laughs> A Nintendo Direct, and everybody's angry about it. Uh, I, I, I technically, I technically am angry about that Direct
2: as well. Why? What were the, you expecting? The thing, they said it was a
1: mini Direct.
2: We, yeah, I mean, it was eight minutes. I, that that was. I, I technically don't have anything to mad about. It's just you just was, said it. You made you angry. I know. I, I should have said <laughs> I was disappointed with it. I, I kind of hoped there would be more to it, but. Technically, I didn't even know there was a Direct until Andrew mentioned it, so I technically shouldn't be disappointed. Oh,
1: well, Bland World's already going to switch. World was an, uh, Bland Wonder World was another one that was on the Xbox One that was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be Knights. Like, I totally thought Knights was coming back. And then it's like some kind of thing made by the guy that did Sonic or something. And I was like, oh, I thought it was going to be Knights, A Knights remake well, or something. Well, technically, Knights was made by Sonic Team, wasn't it? It is Sega. It could be, yeah. Definitely has a similar style. But no, this is like just a platformer. I was I was expecting like nights where you like fly around the air and stuff. Definitely the same visual style. Yeah, it, it I'm
2: I almost guarantee you that was the same whichever totally nice. Sonic team or something. I think that's okay. their their department name is Sonic team or something like that. Either way, oh. um the thing that actually stood out surprisingly to me was Shinigame and Strangely enough, um Yeah, H D Remake of three right? Turn,
1: and they're also they also did another trailer for their or five.
2: And and the, the frustrating thing is I almost want to go through the entire series, but I, I'm at this point I I just want to get into the series because I know it has a cult following I and have
1: four of there you can play. <laughs> that I barely touched. <laughs> on the switch? No, it was on it was three D S. Oh. That one that I paid for the super limited. Edition. I don't even know Dude, where my three DS is anymore. Probably
2: in one of those boxes that we never took.
1: With a busted battery. With a busted battery. Sure. I I still want to get one of those uh, one of those final models they did of the uh, the new Nintendo two DS or whatever. Look really nice, the clamshell type, all that kind of stuff. Really sturdy. Anyways, yeah, I, like I told Chris, I, I've been hearing a lot of people like hubbub about how short it was and how much there wasn't much stuff in there and my response was you would know if you looked into the japanese one because the japanese one was probably the reason they did the english one the japanese one had tons of stuff they had ryza 2 announced in it which cool more Thaiza. it's always good (laughs) i mean they were showcasing fairy tale uh, a lot of yokai-ish kind of games they had it was pretty much the same amount of length. It's just they had more stuff in it that was just kind of B rolled through, and like I said, since that was announcing a lot of the stuff that was an English one, they were they were announcing the Nocturne. They felt obligated; they have to do an English one too. It's just not going to have as much as stuff move over because nobody cares about a yokai game. They just filled it in with the stupid WWE. Yeah, a bunch of people being excited about WWE chibi character thing uh, somebody made a good point i don't remember what it was from somebody's like you know that would probably have been accepted a lot more like people would probably be excited for this game if suddenly on nowhere mario jumps into the ring and starts <laughs> you know pile driving somebody it's like use your brand like use your use your your characters your ip
2: well, who's not uh, who's not totally on board for andre the giant i mean come on
1: i will say this if this functions better than the wwe uh e-games that i've seen that look like buggy messes i'm sure people will actually really enjoy the game as much as people want to troll on it and say <laughs> that the goofy uh, having people overly excited playing the game in a studio setting is bad um doesn't look terrible so that gets a lot of fun it
2: doesn't really I, like i said Andre the Giant. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, which I want to see a matchup between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Andre the Giant. That would be awesome. Maybe throw in The Rock.
1: I've been away too long. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I just, all I one particular se-
2: uh, time that I actually watched it for a while.
1: <laughs> I did too, but I just don't remember any of it. Like back in the whole cold Rock, days. The
2: Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin were really big at, during the time frame that I was in the Army. And I yeah. just happened to have somebody who... Watched it when I was in the army.
1: Yeah, uh, that's all the news. Oh, that's right. We have one more discussion to talk about. Uh, so yeah, there's been a big flood of light novel and manga removals from distrib- distributors. Uh, the kind of the earlier sign of this was a Sydney branch of uh, Books Kino Kunia, uh has been re- has removed seven titles after complaints by a legislator in uh, in Sydney. Uh, the legislator claimed the bookstore was hosting child pornography materials. Uh, they didn't specify what, which of those were child pornography titles. But uh, Kino Kuniya's VP later confirmed the removal of *Eromanga Sensei*, *Sword Art Online*, *Goblin Slayer*, *No Game No Life*, *Inside Mari*, *Parallel Paradise*, and *Dragonar Academy*. And then. We had this little Kindle thing that happened. I kind of seen whispers of this happening. Uh, didn't really kind of – I should have paid it attention, but I never really paid it too much attention. I think mm-hmm. there was mention of it way back when uh, How Not to Summon Demon Lord was removed from Kindle. But, uh, yeah, General, uh President uh, Sam Penske, uh stated that he has inquired many times since the first delisting of one of his titles – uh, but was told several times that the they reserved the right to determine what was considered appropriate on the Kindle platform, and that was their response to titles dropping off from JNovel. Uh, novel j also noted that users can still re-download their purchases and that the physical releases are still on Amazon, and digital versions are still available on the Japanese Amazon site. Uh, later, Yen Press issued a statement to ANN that Amazon has stated that some of their titles quote-unquote, did not fall within their global content guidelines. Uh, the titles on Amazon specifically that have been removed are Aphoretta, uh, From Commonplace to World's Strongest, Light Novel, how, to, how Not to Summon Demon Lord, Light Novel, Mixed Bathing in Another Dimension, Light Novel, There is uh, There Was No Secret Evil Fighting Organization, So I made One Myself, Light Novel, Infinite Stratos, Light Novel, Sere Ginsuki Light Novel, Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash light novel, so that makes me really curious as to what's in my light novels up on my shelf. Uh, Lazy Dungeon Master Light novel, the greatest magic masters retirement plan light novel, clockwork planet light novel, I shall survive using potions light novel and manga, no gain no life light novel, Orimo manga, and Manga sensei manga. So your first thoughts.
2: I think somebody's being overly sensitive. <laughs> um because
1: I flat out, I mean, the, the, we, I have, the, we this, have. This is the this is the frustrating thing, and this is that whole aspect of where's the line? Because there's plenty of smutty romance novels that are written by Western writers that are on these platforms. So obviously, like what the legislator is specifically pointing out is child pornography as is the issue, but there's the the issue between well, what is what is like. Uh, exploitive and what is creative and when I see Inside Mari on that list uh, with specifically the Australian one that frustrates me because Inside Mari is a Mm -hmm. that's an artistic perspective of something yes it's gross that's the point of it it's a a gross look at humanity but it is a creative that, that was a great story it was a very creative and interesting story well, and that—that's that,
2: what I was getting ready.
1: To,
2: I, I was getting ready to point out is the fact that um, obviously we're being overly sensitive because the yeah, it's, closest it's one. To, it's
1: hard to defend Aromanga Sensei. <laughs>
2: yeah, Aromanga uh, Sensei. I mean, I you can you could even make the argument technically if you're only looking at the cover of No Game No Life or Dragon R Academy. Yeah, I mean, I know the Dragon R Academy was very etchy. And, and obviously, I mean, uh, Little Sister is very young looking. And so, yeah, you're going to – and half of the pictures of her are pretty quote-unquote lewd. And, yes, there's suggestive dialogue in the discussions. Now, if you look at that and then put it right next to Inside Mari, yeah, it's going to look pretty bad. Especially if you consider what is in Inside Mari. However, the the fact of the matter is, is that Inside Mari is not technically sexual in nature. I mean, yes. I mean, like, like me and Andrew, like Andrew was pointing out a few minutes ago, is that the funny thing is, is yes, you could because it is dirty. The way that he discusses this stuff, it's just like um, uh, Flowers of Evil. If you go and go off of the quote-unquote idea of the first couple of um, chapters, you'll get a very different impression than what it is as a whole. The whole series is about the filthiness in a person, not necessarily – and this is what that particular author is very good at exploring is the filthiness of humanity. Not necessarily the evil of humanity, just the filthiness, the the taboos per se. You're looking at your fan, your Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash. Like I oh. said, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume, especially with uh, Grimgar and Fantasy and Ash, uh, I'm gonna say it's just too much sensitivity of the the out outside covers.
1: Right, that, that's my point. Is that I was gonna make is, and this is specifically. I, I, I mean, I can. Like I said, the legislator point out child pornography with the with the Sydney stuff, but specifically with Kindle, I know whoever's making the decision isn't making the decision based off of what's written in it. Yeah, they're going based off somebody probably submitting a picture. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking through here. The covers. I mean, unless it it would have been a recent one, huh? I was <laughs> I was flipping through. I didn't realize I was flipping through eleven. I'm like, crap! I'm gonna see spoilers. No, the, the covers are very well. That's that's the most lewd. Yeah, not yeah very lewd.
2: what about the the inside? The inside. Well, I'm not going to
1: flip through that one. That's why I'm, I'm not going to flip through more than two of these volumes. I'm going to
2: run into a spoiler.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd be very very careful. If you get the same spoiler as me, you'd be you'd be pretty mad. I think this is already getting into stuff that I don't know because I just seen a picture of something I'm not familiar with. I'm already. So you? Well, that's that's just volume two. Did they not adapt like any of this series? <laughs> Am I already getting new stuff in volume two? I thought the Cobalt stuff was in like four. I'm totally, I'm totally tol- terrified right now. I think this is the Cobalt stuff. I- that looks like Cobalt stuff.
2: Like I said, I'd be careful. If you get that same spoiler, you're gonna be mad. I, I was furious. That I I, got I-,
1: that t- one. I totally wanted to just jump. I think after sixteenth, I going to jump with this. But anyways, that was my whole point. Is that the only thing I think of is that. With with Grimgar specifically, yeah, I guess you can point sensitivities to like the death that may happen in that series. I don't see that. Maybe somebody said maybe the the, the, the hot the, the bath scene is more descriptive in this particular one. I was trying to actually see if that was in one of the first two volumes was the was the bath scene and maybe they did an actual uh visual of it. But that's the only thing I can see with a light novel. I don't see them going well. That it talks about this and thus take it down. I would see it more being maybe that an illustration was 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 given to them and they said, "Okay, yeah, I'll take that down." But yeah, my my point was more is that I don't, I can't say you no. Know, I'm. It's difficult to apologize for things that are obviously very young characters in provocative poses and stuff, but. At the same time, there's always yeah, the question party. of is where are you going to draw the line from creativity, art, and what is allowed and what is not? That's always the big uh, issue with all this stuff, with, with the, with the quote-unquote censorship or the delisting the that they're doing. Again, I fully acknowledge – and J-Novel I think also acknowledges the fact that, look, it's their platform. They have all the right to choose what's on it and what's not. Uh, I don't think they said that way specifically, but I agree with that that mentality. But at the same time, one thing, it does does lead me to love the fact that I got these physically <laughs> and not digitally uh, because I would be, like, stuck with eight volumes on Kindle and not being able to buy anything else on Kindle. But it's it's frustrating because somebody always has to make decision where the, the limits are, and when that happens, something is allowed and something else doesn't. Again, like I said, there's plenty of Western writers that have just smutty stuff. I think you've had plenty of people you've lived with that have had plenty of smutty romance novels. I think you actually read some, didn't you? Or do you know, you had them on your, you had them on your audiobook, Was that? Oh, yeah. Did um, you buy those? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I'm... it's not like it's just like only anime and manga and, and light novels that do smutty stuff. Again, I can't defend suggestive pose of of the little sister from aramanga Sensei*, but I'll I'll fight for Grimgar. Show me what show me what was wrong with that. Yeah,
2: flat out. I mean, th- th- this is this is the issue. Is it, it's it's not not so much eh, when it comes to. I don't really want to wax all philosophical on child porn because I I do see the problem with it. I also see the. "Quote unquote," um, like I said, people being overly sensitive about stuff that is in these. It everybody knows it's hard to defend like "No, uh, yeah. no Game No Life" too. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's like "No Game No Life." Yeah, that one's a little bit rough because I understand why people are a little bit sensitive about that show because or that story because it is crossing that it, it does. Tread that line
1: a lot. Yeah, I'm sure the first volume has plenty of stuff to go with. Actually, not as bad as I thought it would be so far. Well, that's pretty close. I think they would at least have that first shower scene in here. Oh yeah, between
2: between between Shiro and the and and the puppy girl, they they love to oh, yeah. go nuts with those two. Um, so it's I mean it's not a surprise to see that one on the list. Um, Eromanga Sensei did not surprise does not surprise me to see yeah, that one on the list I have a, <laughs> a bunch of sign desk right here talking it's one of those things it's like the the problem is, is you know what you're getting into when you come into this now at the same time uh you can't you can't you can't be overly sensitive this is it's not actual stuff that and that's and then- that's an unfortunate Fortunate, frustrating that you have to go to
1: that level to point out. Okay, yeah, it's, it's the argument that nothing, nobody's harmed. Yeah. And uh, I, th- th- I guess that's one of those things where, and to kind of deviate it from again, we're not necessarily apologizing for for uh, the idea of something that is actually exploiting children. That is something that we're you're going to have it. to scrub a lot more of history if you're <laughs> going to do that. I'm sorry, it's, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> all through it. The um. But there is the argument that this kind of makes me less desired. Again, it's not necessarily because I want to get onto uh, Amazon for removing manga Sensei or something like that. It's more of a thing of this pushes me more towards the idea that I kind of wish that all of these publishers would either band together and create their own platform – and not rely on other platform distributions to uh, get their stuff out there. And it, you've, you've acknowledged most of them. I mean, you, we there is some of them that do their own digital uh, distribution, but not all of them. And they all technically at this point, this is a good sign they all need to. And I know the only reason they're on Kindle is because more people are going to buy their stuff through Kindle. It's much easier. They don't have to get their own app. And the Kindle app does work really well, but it does make me personally – less wanting to buy it on Amazon for Kindle because I don't know if it's going to continue to be on there. Obviously, uh, I'm surprised (laughs) Goblin Slayer wasn't removed from Kindle. And it is removed from Sydney, but not specifically from Kindle. So uh, that's probably a matter of time before that does happen. And I've been buying pretty much every uh, chapter they've released. So
2: it's frustrating. I I, I wish that it was... A lot more black and white. I mean, what what are you considering? I mean, is it just a, okay, I see a little bit of a panty shot on this girl and so therefore shut down the entire internet for it? I mean, come on, people. I mean, what do you – what are you considering child porn? I mean, I'm sorry. This well, again, is-
1: you can make the assumption there that it's a lot to do with it, but technically Amazon hasn't said what is causing them. Exactly. But- We've only heard what they were pushing Kino Kuniya for specifically, which again, like, I can technically assume that, yeah, how did summon demon lord? Probably. I mean, that girl, she was young. One of the demon, the cat girl, was technically young. Afareta has a lolly vampire in it, which the the anime pretty was pretty clear that something happened there, and I'm sure it was more graphical in the light novel. <laughs> I mean, it's it's obvious, but then there's like things like again, Grimgar. Like, if I gotta run into something, like well, what are, what well, are we going with here? Well, is this is well, it again? Vampire
2: are... boon. Vampire boon's been around for thirty some odd years. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not saying that that is it, there. There's it. That one's measure everything better. based on I mean, this. Yeah, it's it's. It's this is your measuring
1: tool. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's, it's frustrating when, when I see, okay, I can see the blatant, okay, you're, you're either you go through and scrub the entire history of humanity, yeah. of all of this, or we just work with what we've got. I, okay, this is obviously not okay. Let them know we wish you would stop doing this because. Of whatever reason, you're, you're if you feel like it's uh, corrupting the minds of everybody, fine, I, I get you. But uh, it, never mind, I'm, I'm I'm done because I feel like I'm 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 justifying this. Yeah, trap, and husband. I don't I want to. I'm not justifying the context of what they're talking about, and but the context of what they're talking about and what is actually happening is, I got to stop.
1: It's difficult when you have like these two elements. Like you, you can't defend it because then you're 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 labeled as you know apologizing for child pornography. But at the same time, you want to defend it because you might not go after it because of that reason. But you're going to defend it because of artistic value and and the creativity that the actual writers have. So there's that that element of like. Yeah, I can say all day that I really enjoy this story, but yeah, there was this aspect to it that I don't necessarily agree with, but everything else about it was fantastic. Where do you draw the lines and why does it have to be one side or the other and why do you have to be labeled in order to defend something is the difficulty that comes with that, so Yeah, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. But yeah. Like I said, that 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 leans that I guess that's really telling that if you do enjoy these works try to find as close to the publisher as possible. If you can, avoid going through these other distribution rights because J-Novel has no control. And again, I, I fully respect Amazon's rights to choose what they have on their servers. That's their right. That's their company. But if you want to have this stuff, getting as close to those publishers as possible is the best route to do it because one, it, it pays them a lot better. It gets back to the creators better. And two, they choose what's there. They don't have somebody else... Gatekeeping basically. So,
2: you know, I'm going to say one more thing. No, you're dead. You were done. Look, <laughs> look, I, if you want to go with, uh, and fight human trafficking, I'm all for it. This is not freaking human trafficking. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> there you go. There's a much better way to fight for that stuff. Uh, there's, there's actual child pornography out there that are affecting real children. Uh, yeah. The number one slavery right now is child, human trafficking through sex and everything so go yeah, fight and those that, battles and that's,
2: that's why it pisses me off if flat out this is you're talking what about two better, different animals what
1: better way to say something than go look we took the money that we made from people buying no game no life on our platform and sent that money to this organization that is currently searching and rescuing children from human trafficking there you go boom good point Chris moving on <laughs> We have, we want to get something in here. We're, we're getting late and we need to get some questions in here. So let's jump into Homebound 11. Homebound 11 says, Hello, glad to be back. If you don't remember me, and we're going kind to of mention the fact that there's no way we forgot about you. <laughs> um, I used to make those episode infographs back five years ago. I think he was doing it for like a college project. It was really cool. They were, they were fun. It's been too long, but I have returned after a much long. A much too long hiatus. Well, we
2: definitely noticed that there was no more infographics. I mean, obviously. <laughs> it was like, why are we?
1: <laughs> Didn't we used to have these infographics? Who did those? No. <laughs> uh, glad to see you two are alive and kicking. Or trying. Trying. My question. When I started watching anime in early, mid-2010s, I remembered being engrossed with the specific story creators of Jinarabuchi's uh, did Madoka Magica and psychopaths and Mario Kada, who did Anohana, Nagi no uh, and the reputation they were able to make through their original work, story creations, um, story creators who built a following similar to what we see with uh, mangaka and or the studio. Original series are a gamble, and I understand. These are business uh, businesses that require revenue to keep their businesses open and have even a small pre-existing fan base can make a difference between a studio making it next year or not. But if there is growth within the industry, should there not also be at least a bit of increase in original works or is it due to the growth that an already established story is more advantageous? Also, to your best knowledge, does in- someone like Generator Bucci still exist in the current day, as in a creator who may have worked on other series or other stories and other mediums, but is more known for specific or multiple uh, specific anime original works? So, I guess the first question is: um, Should there not be at least an increase of original works, or is it due to growth? that an already established story is more advantageous. The answer to that is that 99% of anime are advertisements. They always have been. <laughs> so, well, not always have been, but uh, a lot... We are kind of mentioning the idea that in our podcast about is anime dying, that back in the 90s and stuff, before then, you had, what, four or five shows in a season. Now we have, like, 40. <laughs> it's because... There's a bunch of advertisement now. They're, well, they're also pre- the big money maker right now is manga, light novels. It's it's stage plays, it's seiyus, it's uh, all that kind of stuff. And the best way to get people drawn to that is to make a quick twelve episode based on the first two volumes of a manga or a light novel, and then they make their money over here. It's it's never about. Unfortunately, the it's all about money. It's not about the studio wanting to create a new original work that they can make their own money off, that's when that's when they do make originals. Most of the time, it's this, this company going to them and going, hey, we have this production committee. We want you to make an advertisement for the first two volumes of this this particular light novel. Here's a bunch of money. And they go, cool, we have money for this this the next few months. Let's make an anime out of this, this, this first two volumes. That's most of what they do. Every now and then, like, you know, Trigger mostly does, and some studios do, they go, let's try to make an original so we can make that money that they're but they're paying us so they can make, and unfortunately, most of the time, it doesn't do as well. It, it also goes in the
2: reverse, where it's already an easy well to draw from. You already have a, um, a fan base for that particular um, uh, series in, in a lot of cases. Yes, there's there's the advertisement. So it's it's kind of a, a win-win for everybody. So you got uh, a, a pretty much already storyboarded-out show – All you have to do is just pretty much transfer it to, um, maybe do a few tweaks here and there, make it a little bit more uh, digestible on the TV, and then and and but everything else is pretty much already laid out. So you don't really have to go and bash your head against a wall to make uh, make a story from scratch. It's pretty much already there. So in 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 both ways, it's it's it is an advertisement, and it is also a great you know, already started fan base that you can just transfer over onto the TV. That's what they want is viewers, right?
1: Yeah. I think there's a lot of cases where when there is a very prolific director or writer like General Bucci or Mario Kata, it's it, they're more inclined to jump into that just because they can use the name. Like if, if any studio could use the name of, of uh, General Bucci, they can use his name on a, on a billboard They'll do it and they'll make an original real quick. But for most studios, just making a original and saying this random director that's done two episode directings, <laughs> it's very it's a huge risk because anime is not cheap. And to make a completely original work that has nothing tied to it, it doesn't have name stake, it doesn't have uh, name branding on it, doesn't have an already established fan base. The chances of it being successful is very slim so they either have to have somebody behind them that has a name or a publisher that just wants to you know, do something interesting. And Which that's kind of why I was so drawn to like Twin Engines and all that kind of stuff, Noitomina, uh Those groups that are, were trying to do original works that were just – it's almost like they knew this wasn't going to be successful, but they're going to do it anyways. That was That was always fascinating to me because it was a huge risk. They were taking that you kind of thought that was something that they want to tell. I wonder how how much of it is,
2: you know, how we we've we've talked about the, the say use before and they do make a almost a not a big deal, but they are. Becoming more and more prominent in in focusing on hey this is the character voice and and then the the vo- the seiyu. so well, what I is wonder, most
1: PVs every season yeah it's a B roll of the character's face and the voice CB behind it yeah. yeah
2: and and I, that's so most I, of the PV <laughs> I, I wonder if that's that that's something that they're trying to to mainstay as well is that I know Always.
1: that the the are popular. Um, yeah, there there are Hollywood stars. Right. And so Here, I wonder if John Travolta sells a movie over there, Aoyuki sells a, a anime series.
2: Right. And and that, that's that's what I was getting at is I wonder how if they're if they're actually becoming more because they 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 do have the 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 little concerts that they they're doing more and more now. So it mm-hmm. it seems to be that's that's the direction that they're going So eventually I uh, I I I hope that we will start to see the directors becoming more and more prominent as well, and 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 the screenwriters and all of these different names are going to become more and more prominent. Which I I know that the quote unquote Western otaku uh, where we're getting more and more focused on that. I wonder if other people, these other um, uh, groups, are starting to get more and more focused on that as well. Where we'll start to because I've I I I mean, me and Andrew went nuts over the um, the inside Mari guy. I mean, I I know that there's been several I got his times where recent one, huh?
1: Just got his recent one. Where's it at? There. Oh, uh,
2: the the most recent happiness.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, it's oh, not happiness. It's the... blood in the tracks. It's uh, Shuzo Oshimi's new one. Ah. That's yeah. what i was saying. You have to finish Happiness because I already got the first volume of his next one. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the thing is, is that it's it's one of those things that
2: you you once you start to notice because I there's been other manga where I've gone directly from one one story right to the next story of a totally different uh, story just based on the 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 mangaka's name
1: because well that's like going from a Silent Voice to. Uh, that other one, the stranger one, or no, the weird alien one. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a little bit different. <laughs> but where you, where if you get something to like Night Cydonia, that dude's always in the same realm. Blamu, Nice Sidonia, and gosh, I forget the name of the, the new one that I got into. It's always this weird... It's, it seems like they're all in the same world. Yeah. He's very... This is what he likes to do, so... Which is fine. I know that some people like the idea of a writer kind of mixing it up, but if a writer feels like they like that and they feel comfortable there, I don't see a problem with it as long as they're, they tell a cool story with it. So, yeah. And you kind of acknowledge that. Like you even acknowledge it's always a gamble, and that's it's always the case. So, um, yeah. Uh, Homeband Eleven's other question was also to your best knowledge, does someone like General Butchie still exist to the current day? As in a creator who may have worked on the stories in other mediums, but is more known uh, for specific or multiple specific anime originals. I mean, there's the guy that did, like, recreators and stuff. I mean, he's definitely one that I always look at. And I don't know why I don't know his name offhand. Gene still exists. He's just doing crazy Japanese puppets or Chinese puppets. Korean puppets. (laughs) Um, Was it Chinese puppets or Korean puppets? I thought it was Chinese. I thought it was Korean. Um, It's all right. I'm probably wrong. But no, I haven't really seen him since that second one. He did he did kind of disappear. I think he is doing television stuff. I think he
2: actually is. I think that they announced something that he was doing.
1: So I'm posing for a game credit advisor. Nobody wants to give him credit for anything. The last thing he has credit for is psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was really just kind of yeah, he was kinda of probably Dug into that or drug into that one? I don't think he really want anything to do with another psychopath thing. Oh, there he goes, anime. There you go, obsolete. That's right. He's doing a mecha one here soon. I forgot about that. Yeah, if you're looking for him again, obsolete. But before then, it was Concrete lucio I forgot about that. i mean I'm looking forward to. He did Hoosers hand to mouth. Was that a Chaos Dragon? Do we watch Chaos Dragon? I recognize the game. That's right. That was. <laughs> did we know that was him? I have to go listen to our review of Chaos Dragon. I don't know if we was if we seems knew that like he was involved we, with that. Seems like we did. What that did, was the one where was they were the all director? killing each other? It, no, not necessarily. It was a it was a sacrifice thing. Yeah, it was a sacrifice thing. His power required sacrifice. Original creator. I wonder I wonder if we knew that. I would
2: assume we didn't, because I don't think that we gave it a lot. We, we, were, we were moderate on it
1: but that was a long time ago I don't know if we were again that, that was a time where we were that big yeah, on keeping track we were, of names we were we were still starting back then no because I knew what El No Zero was and I knew that he was involved with that and that was before then I had to go listen to that I really need to know if that if I knew that's funny but yeah obviously I'm, I'm looking forward to it just because Ginobucci I think we were mostly mixed on it not necessarily that's I, right he did all the Godzilla stuff I watched those yeah I do know that Godzilla movies were good on Netflix. Um, but other than that, yeah, Mario Kata is still really huge right now. Um, seems like everything that she comes out with, like Machia and, and The Whisker Way, it gets kind of a lot of attention based off that. Again, on Noah Zero, um, the director involved with that one, there's a lot of stuff that gets attention. I. Aoki, that guy. Yeah, Recreator's Invaded. I For me, anyways, I, I know that's not as big for other people's um, The Devilman Crybaby guy. Ping-Pong the animation. There's all the other ones. He's always really huge. Yuasa Masaki. He's Ikuhara. pretty much still huge right now. Ikuhara gets a lot of attention. Yeah. And yeah, Yuasa recently did the Japan Japan Sinks 2020. So I'm planning on watching that here soon. And keep your hands off Izuku. So yeah, some option there. It, it still kind of happens. But yeah, I, I don't... It, it's hard to find... You know those those big those big names that pop out anymore. It's just, again, you can look at studios like uh, Trigger that really put a lot of emphasis on their. Well, that, directors I think and there's stuff.
2: there's three directors at Trigger, um, two directors at. This is off the top of my head. Please, if you know that the, I'm wrong, fine. I got <laughs> it. Um, I we're always wrong. I, I believe off the top of my head trigger has three different directors that are their main names there's two at um Keohani, which quote unquote they're they're on hiatus for their reasons um I want to say Madhouse has two and these are their names but understand that they're not they're not to the level of Ikuhara. Well, and... the problem
1: that comes there really is, yeah, with Trigger, they are creative potential there. They 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 call their own shots. Whereas a lot of other studios, they don't really call the shots. It's whatever the committee wants the anime to be and yeah, there's they they allow them creative freedoms in a certain respect, but in a lot of cases they don't. Like with you know, Tatsuki and, and um uh friends, they that, that, that guy do what the hell he wanted, and he did something that just stood the test of time. Like that, that, that show broke the norms. But then you have some other cases where they say, here's the novel. Stick to it. Let us see what you're doing at, at all times. And they don't really get that freedom to get their name out there. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but – um, see one more. Havoc says, Hey guys, thanks for answering my question the other week. Uh, your answer was really awesome. Just wondering, do you guys have a dedicated Discord server at all for Otaku Spirit? Technically, yes. I'm still messing with the settings on it, but, um, yeah, we talked about here recently about possibly doing, uh, switching things over to Discord. The feedback on it was great. I think, I think everybody for kind of giving us feedback on it. I know there's a couple people that, um, would still really like the idea of keeping strictly to a forum setting, which I completely agree. It's, it's very difficult. Discord and Discord discussions and forum discussions are completely different. One's on the spot and one is long form uh you come back to a topic whenever you want to kind of thing. So it's a really bad give and take that i honestly have not really I <laughs> have time to really think about what I'm gonna decide on it, but uh, thankfully, right now this website's working, but we might put a link out to the Discord here soon to just allow people to join it if they want to join it. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, one more that was quick. Probably Joe says, I know you both have full time jobs. How many people that you work with know you have a dedication to anime podcast, a dedicated anime podcast, or just the simple fact that you are very passionate about anime based on the fact that we just got done talking about a subject that will end up probably labeling us as child pornography defenders. No, (laughs) usually don't try to let anybody know that I do a podcast about anime just because, uh, no matter what you say, no matter how many times you say, we're not defending this. Um, we are defending artistic choice. Um, somebody will turn it into something that will get you fired. So yeah, I try Uh, to advertise it. (laughs) the, The people at my work, do I mean, know. they could probably figure it out if they search Google and find me my <laughs> face on anime, uh, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, but I'm not going to broadcast it. And if it happens, it happens.
2: The people at my work do know, um, but they only at pretty much a surface level uh, because I've
1: talked about it here and there. It's about it. Yeah, there's a, there's a, like two people I work with technically that do know, but they're not anybody high up. So I wouldn't want to for any higher than that <laughs> <laughs> even my bosses <laughs> technically
2: know but the only one that i was not real sure how i should even bother <laughs> approaching is the the board and i that th- that's one group that i technically do not want to know that's i've,
1: I've told i've told some of the vendors i i work with um that i've done it Probably some of them, maybe hopefully listening. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there there is a there's a point where you kind of wonder because I mean I've talked to some people and they're like, oh, hey, you do podcasts and like, yeah, and they're like, really? That's that's weird. And you always have to mention like, yeah, we technically have like you know twenty, thirty thousand people that hit uh, an episode and they're like, whoa, really? <laughs> <listen> to you, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we're kind of a thing we're kind of not, a thing <laughs> not we're not ninja or anything like that or or dr disrespect but we get we get we get hits people enjoy it i'm glad that people enjoy it it always always it always every single time i look at the statistics and see that kind of numbers it always blows my mind it's like to know that that many unique people hit a podcast is like there's got to be something wrong with these numbers <laughs> It's like there there can't be that many people that want to listen to us on a day, on a weekly basis they've got to be sick of it and I tell most people I think it's not really I think I'd talked about this with anime arcade It's like I don't necessarily think it's that we're doing i we did technically get something right and I think that was that people were starving for people that just want to talk and have fun about anime and not be you know super angry about everything that comes out and just bash fandoms it was. It was a, a hole that we've seen needed to be filled, and that's usually how most people find some kind of level of success. But the big question is like always like, – how long does that last? How, how long do people don't listen to you? Eventually, you're gonna they're going to get sick of you, and plus the whole well. aspect of the the cycle of anime fans where they watch it for three years and they give up. And then are they going to keep listening to you and getting that new group of people coming in to actually listen to the podcast? Um
2: well the the there there is a there is a vast difference between genuine um I love anime and yeah the the difference between that and eventually you get exhausted with being angry yeah I, we we technically don't get exhausted for being happy with <laughs> what we like. i they get exhausted from being angry. There's a difference
1: <laughs> i mean I, I I find that same level of uh, connection too because like no reason whatsoever for giving a shout out but i i recently ran into a, a twitch streamer maximilian dude and he's kind of the same aspect i just love seeing him get excited about things every now and then he'll kind of you know get negative on something but for the most part he's like he just looks like he's genuinely happy about something and i that's infectious you enjoy yeah. seeing somebody happy about something not so much other groups that just want to be angry about something and i think that 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 and that's the positivity I think people now more never want. They want that positivity. They don't want to know about what's going on in the world right now. They just want to be happy and and read their naughty no game of life <laughs> that I'm throwing down on the desk right here that Chris hasn't read yet. That I bought six volumes of. I read through a lot of it.
2: You did? Yeah. I, I read all of my.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on your what?
2: On my, um, on my...
1: On your pages right here in your face!
2: No, on my, uh, Kindle. Not, not Kindle. Uh, Nook. I read it on my Nook. Why is that on my shelf then? Because I wanted a physical copy, obviously. It's
1: taking space that I could put more <laughs> No Gay, No Life, in our, more. and Fantasy Nash because these books are too big. So you
2: didn't want me to have a physical copy. Mr. I'm to Physical Copy Everything.
1: I'm going to throw
2: those in a blender later. <laughs> I cannot believe... You throw my new game, no game, no life in there, and I'm going to throw your Grimgars in it. No, I won't throw Grimgar. I'll throw... I'll throw... I'll throw... Uh, the... What? The Yato Gami stuff. Noragami. Oh. I'll throw Noragami in there.
1: What Noragami did you? He- what are you doing? What did uh, Shiro do to you? Shiro didn't do anything to me. You did something to me by reading okay. digital one of the physical so, sitting on the shelf. And so you're going to punish Shiro for my you know, my, you know my many sin. times I've had to dust this and keep her clean for you. <laughs> oh my gosh! You learn something new every day about somebody. You buy six volumes of a physical edition and they don't even read it. They read it somewhere else. No, I already had it downloaded. Long before I bought the physical edition. Yeah, I wanted to be legit. It's the truth. It's I wanted to be legit. It's going to be long silence right here.
2: We wanted to be legit, and so we made ourselves legit. enough said. Doesn't mean I didn't already have it downloaded.
1: Can't believe this shoot i
2: probably only got like four or five uh things and they're probably and they're fan
1: translated so they're probably crap anyway all right we'll leave it at that i'm gonna reflect on my life now Mm -hmm. my spacing of physical goods that i obviously don't need anymore but i hope you guys enjoyed this run through of the news that that i hope was interesting to you because it was pretty interesting to me and we had some good fun discussion out of all this stuff uh got always, me riled up. Appreciate you guys supporting us through Patreon or just vocal support. That's what we love the most. Love hearing people tweet out about us and tell people that they enjoy us. A lot of great feedback coming through that source, which is always good. Um but yeah. Thank you all for listening to. Hope you guys enjoyed. And you all take care. Oh, s-